Creepy Critters, a podcast where me and a guest talk about cryptids in a somewhat lurid detail. This is part three of the Marvelous Critters of the Puget Sound, and unfortunately, the last part. But with me today, to, to you know, get this, to just shove this series out with at least a mild splash, it's Rob! Splash. I see what you did there, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I like fish! I generally don't like fish, but I, fr- I talk about fish all the time. Oh, yeah. also, Rob. That's uh, because fish are brain food, Jesse. Because, yes, because please. I, be- I forgot to mention this, because I know you're not a good friend and don't listen to this. <laughs> um, I listen to some of them, I promise. Okay, well, um, I don't know if you listened to any of them where I I did the segment. Uh, can they get it? So, oh, I, where we talk I, about can, can, can would someone fuck this uh fuck this cryptid? I have heard that, and okay. I can't imagine we're gonna be listing any of those today. I mean, there's a low bar. There's again, a real low bar. This is this is a post Shape of Water world. So, anything's possible. Yeah, I'm just saying, so far, the only things I've gotten over that bar is a blanket with a bunch of suckers on it, (laughs) 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 and mostly fish, and the horror spider, mostly because it's a sexy lady with a a spider body. Hmm. Who's in the bondage? I mean, that's a 100% get it. Like, I mean, just... I mean, does does she produce silk? Yes, enough to bind a man. Yeah, then I think, yeah, there's, there's there's a market for that. Yeah, but but uh, but yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, so yeah, but we are talking about the third and final part, and I'll I will let the listeners know. Uh, we'll take a little bit of a break from doing from doing like old stuff I dug up, but I have several more parts of like real old stuff. Uh, uh, you gotta have a mix of the old and the new. Well, I I'm, I kind of want to do I kind of want to talk about the moon hoax a lot and the uh, Hollow Earth stuff, but um and Rob will be on the Hollow Earth episode. I I am all about the Hollow Earth. Yes, um and that's going to be a two parter too. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about reptilians mostly because I want to talk about my former favorite uh, conspiracy theory that involved Nazis, but now I cannot abide by it. But I will talk about it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> mysterious okay <laughs> yes but but today we are going to talk about some fish now i will say uh this was in mostly sequential order um but before i knew i was going to do this um i actually talked about a couple of fish that was in this newspaper hmm. as previous um that was the ball and uh ball bass and bat fish and um the opium pipe fish so we are kind of missing, and we are kind of skipping a little bit ahead because it's mostly day after day. Mm-hmm. But just let I just want to let you know because those will be mentioned at least the opium pipe fish. So. Okay. Okay. So go and listen to that one. It was one of the early ones. I think I uh, I did do pretty good in it. So. Okay. So so yeah, <laughs> we are going to start talking about the hydra fish. Hydra fish. Yes. So uh, hell hydra. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you kill one, do two take its place? See, no. The thing, the thing I loved about Endgame is when when Cap was going back in time, and he was just like, "Am I gonna have to do an elevator fight again?" Oh, and that's he was so just good. like, and he was just like, 
oh, wait, I don't have to do this. He just said Hell Hydra. And oh, this is allowed to that, go. I loved it. That <laughs> and the fight with himself when he's tired of himself is just fantastic. He's so over 2012. Uh, was it 14? 2014? I love it. I just love it, like, how Captain America went from being like, yeah, I'm about America, to be like, you know what, I kind of don't like America that much <laughs> yeah, anymore. I kind of, I got to have some room for me, guys. <laughs> like, like, come on, I don't need to do this. There's he's a reason given why he enough. He's there, given there's enough. There's a reason why he didn't go back to, like, being just Captain America again. It's just like, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> what? How much can you ask of one man? That's the question. He's given his life. He deserves some happiness. Well, speaking of things that deserve happiness, The Star, Thursday, April 17th, 1913. William, by Valve. No, 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 no. It doesn't say Valve. I know, but if you look at the signature later on, it says by Valve. So I think it's a typo. Well, I'm reading it as it is because I copied and pasted this. <laughs> William Bivalave <laughs> offers Hydra Head Grumpet for place in near aquarium. <laughs> is that the place that's almost an aquarium, but not quite an aquarium? Well, well listen to my previous. Uh, okay. Th- yeah, I mean, I know you're not a good friend and you don't listen to it, but you know, I, maybe listen to the part one and two. I, maybe. <laughs> Lindsay's on it, right? At least one yeah. of them? All right, I like Lindsay. Okay, I'm, I well, might listen to you for once. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, so... There was, and this is this is a reference towards earlier say that because because I just I don't know what what it was about me, like earlier. I just wanted to get to the facts earlier. I'm just like, I need to have longer episodes and this bullshit more. All, all business, Jesse, right here. This is <laughs> no, all, all business. business. Jesse was in the past. Now nice. I don't give a shit. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's freedom. Yeah. So there was heavy mail for Doctor Fish Fakur, uh today. But most of the letter writers, instead of offering uh, to present rare specimens for the proposed public aquarium for the preservation of rare, rare pascatorialists, pascatorial, help me, please. Piscatorialis, I think. Piscatorialis. I like that word. I'm going to steal that for my D&D campaign. Piscatorialis. Yeah, for a fish man. Yep. And trust me, there's going to be fishmen in that one. Uh, <laughs> where narrow-minded businessmen seek to secure contracts for opium. For opium. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> this has got way more interesting. Well, well, I mean, that would have been the time to do opium. Yes. Uh, 1913, yeah. but, perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, for narrow-minded businessmen seeking to secure contracts for su- uh, aquarium supplies. One wanted to supply the opium for the opium fish, pipe fish. Another wanted to bid on the exclusive lease for use of the salvager for salvage sucker, it's supposed to be salvager sucker. Okay. And there was a dozen circulars on fish food and fish food. The difference is it was fish the band. P H I S H. Yeah, Pre- and fish pretty hot and- interspecies splashing hormonally. Sure, that's fish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's how I say. But it's pH instead of F. Yeah. Uh, on on the fish, second fish food. But from this trash, <laughs> oh, I like how sassy this is. Boom. But from this trash, we culled a sketch of another candidate for the aquarium tank. Da da da. This is where you come in. 
All right. <clears throat> Sir? Being somewhat interested in things more or less aquatic, and having had on divers' occasions, being a diver by profession, to say nothing of necessity, opportunity to study the baptismal piscatorialis, whatever that is, of the Puget Sound waters, I am therefore in a position to verify the existence of the cable crappie, speed simpsucker, guznington slimeback, and others of that like. Okay, first off, um, I want this guy to crawl out of his own ass. <laughs> oh, why? You, you, you don't ask for that because that's where the cable crappies come from. So you need to keep that plugged in. But like, like, holy crap. That was a lot. That was a run on sentence with so many. Were like $12 words that was not needed. But I do like the, uh. Uh, baptismal pescatorialis. Uh, pe- it, it's got some nice turns of phrase. I, I agree. But, but I still want this person to crawl out of his ass that he's so firmly up. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, I don't know, though. I, I love these names that he's dropping, at least. Cable Crappie, Speed Simp Sucker, the Guznington Slimeback. You would know about them if you listen to my podcast. My supposed friend. I am behind. I have a backlog of podcasts, Jesse. And many podcasting friends. At least mm. two. Well, yep. I, I only talked to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Listen, don't be a, a speed simp sucker, alright? Be more of a Guznington slime back, okay? Okay. <laughs> alright. But... Since I have heard no mention of the hydra-headed amphibian grampet, I will introduce this species of spurious marine growth to the star-reading public with pen sketch as nearly correct as I am able to draw from sight as viewed through the windows of a diver's helmet, together with a concise description of same. Wow, that's a, that's a heavy sentence right there. It's hmm. a real heavy sentence. The hydra-headed amphibian grampet. Hmm. What do you think? By that the way, it does like? not look it. Oh, it does not look nearly as cool as it sounds. Uh, do I? Can you? Can you send me a picture? There we go. I'm okay. sending. This will be on on the Twitter. Uh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Oh no! It, oh. it will be on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, it's not as nearly as cool as you think it looks. Where does it poop out of, Jesse? I'm one of the mouths. It's a worm, basically. Yes, it's a fish with a head on each end, like an eel, I guess. More of a less than a fish, more of an eel. Let's see. Its characteristics, which will enable anyone interested to readily discern this particular species when once it is placed on review in the proposed saddle aquarium. In general appearance, this fish much resembles the ordinary garden, or market variety, save that it has two heads, one on either end. Its scales, while imbricated to prevent the fish from leaking, are reversible, and flop forward and back to suit the direction it happens to be going or coming. Okay, Rob. <laughs> Why did that disgust me so much? <laughs> yeah, I, first of all, I don't know what imprecated means, but it sounds gross. Let, let's, you know what? I haven't done this for a while. It's time for Jesse's Vocabulary Corner. To the dictionary. So imbricated means arranged, 
So scales, sleep pals, oh. plates, etc. Mm-hmm. So that they overlap like uh, roof tiles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In the segment. Nice. We have learned something. Yep. So, so it prevents the fish from leaking. That's a joke, right? It's a fish guy so joke. That's the thing. That's a, okay. So that's the thing that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Prevents the fish from leaking. Now, there's many fluids inside of a living being, <laughs> such as. I mean, like blood. Yes, blood. Well, most of it's blood. Mucus, mucus, mucus. There's a stomach acid, st- acids. There's mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's tons of stuff. Phlegm. Why would it be leaking? That's why it's got to be a fish guy joke, right? I don't know. Like a That's little nudge, thing. nudge, haha, leaking. You know what the problem is with this? This was like more than a hundred years ago, and I don't recognize why anyone would talk like this. No, uh, yeah, about fish. Yes, like I'm not saying I'm not saying people are not eloquent nowadays. There's plenty of people who could spin a very purple prose, but this is like. Yeah. It, this feels like try hard. It's like how when you read, you know, you watch Ken Burns' Civil War or other things about old times. And even anybody who could write a letter had to be a little more educated than everybody right now. Who pretty much most people know how to read and write. Uh, so you got a little bit of a higher quality from people. Plus, they were trying really hard. Now we just spit out whatever our fingers can put on a keyboard. But I'll... I'm not saying it's better. It's certainly better now. Because I'd rather have more people have access to stuff. But you end up with a a crasser communication method for a lot of people. But at the same time, I feel like communication is like actually more uh, streamlined nowadays. Oh, yeah, sure. No, you should get to the point. This sentence takes like 10 minutes to get through. So so as case in point, uh, preview for for a future uh, thing I'm going to be doing. I was reading some articles about the Great Moon Hoax, which I actually bought a children's book about as well. The Great Moon Hoax, which is this yes, the, the hoax which, of the moon landing or a different hoax? No, no, no. I don't know this uh, one. So it, was, so it was around the time, like before it was easy for people to get a hold of like telescopes, mm-hmm. but certain people could get them. And they're good enough that you can see a lot out of. And it was like 1836. Oh, I do remember. This is a guy who so, claimed to be able to see moon creatures through the telescope. Yes, and trust yeah. me, there's. Ooh, I, I'm gonna. But so, um, I'm glad I found a TLDR because it was like maybe like six thousand words for over like six days. Yeah. Of the of like just Teflon. It was Teflon. Like I would try to read that. <laughs> I would try to read it. I'm just like. Get to the goddamn point. Listen, I don't like. And the thing is, it's like I get. I like purple prose. I I I read many a people, you know, who could spin a nice nice yarn story yarn. But like, you don't have to spin like a thousand words on talking about like the most tiny shit. It's it's for the the beauty of the art itself, Jesse. No, it was not. <laughs> it was Teflon. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some great paragraphs in it. Sure, but you'd have to dig super deep. You got to sort through a lot of uh, a lot of chaff. To get that, to that being weed. said, I will have multiple, like at least hour and a half long episodes about it. So I didn't know there was a kids' book about it. That I'm interested in. 
Huh. Yeah, it has some really nice pictures. Huh. But this is just a preview. I'm just saying, like, I feel like commu- written communication. Um, again, I'm not saying like it's either is bad, but I feel like it's gotten to the point where it is more easily accessible mm-hmm. to a wider audience, and you don't necessarily get to the point, but you don't spend as long trying to show people that you have an education. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also academia is actually like not that great when you break it down. (laughs) So (laughs) learning is great. Academia sucks. There you go. That's that's so let's talk about this dumb fish. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's too. What's what did he call it again? He calling it the, uh, uh, the hydra-headed amphibian grampet. Yep, grampet. Is it grampet Which, how a real is it fish? Amphibian? How is it amphibian? Oh, good point. It has zero legs. And I, I just put arms. it as hydra fish because it was a fish with two heads. Well, hydra-headed grampet. The hydra-headed grampet, right? Because it's got yeah. two heads. It's me, yeah. So grampet is not a real fish. I thought maybe there was a uh, no. It's gobbledygook. This is fake. I'm, oh, sorry, sorry. Co- podcast. Well, I, this is I, totally real. Yes, hundred okay. percent real. Yes, must, no, it, must it was keep totally up the not illusion. Made up. No, I, I just mean I didn't know if there was a regular grampet, and the spin on this was that oh well, this is a hydra-headed amphibian grampet. So I was just checking to see if there I mean, was a regular grampet, and I don't think there is. I'm like I'm like pretty sure the word amphibian meant the same thing back then. Oh, As amphibian definitely meant the same thing. I meant grampet, but yeah, it's, no, well, this no, thing no. is not an amphibian. No, yeah. I, no, I'm not. I know. I, I grampet. I don't give a shit about. I think he's making it's, a if, winking joke. Uh, I think he's making a fish joke <laughs> to the other people in the know who know about fish in the Puget Sound. Far be it from me being weirded out about people talking about creatures that are weird, <laughs> but like. I don't know. I don't think I like this dude. Well, I got to agree with you here. I, I there's a lot of winking and nudging in this, and I feel and, you know, I feel bad like, for the people who are just trying to get some real fish news out of here. Like the other people, like they were writing the stuff in. I'm just like, you know what this this is a person who's like educated, but like you know they're not trying to show off or anything. This person's showing off. I agree. I don't like them. I have read plenty of things from 1913 um, on. For one of my podcasts, and they're not all highfalutin. So I, I'm fine with you getting the, your hate on for this guy. That being said, we do need to get to the. Uh, I don't know if it's a more. I think it's more ridiculous part <laughs> of this. So if you could I just can't get more ridiculous than this fish, I don't think you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Let's see. Whenever it becomes necessary to make a sudden stop. The scales are erected to stand at right angles to the body, thereby acting as a break. Now, Rob. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds all completely plausible to me. I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, this is 100% real, obviously. Obviously, yeah. We wouldn't be talking about it. Why would we have a podcast where it wasn't real? We we would never have a podcast, especially that episode I did about... The clear, the 100% true telepathic football, which is not a lie about <laughs> some Argentinian kid losing his pet snake. <laughs> Wasn't a lie at all. No, not at all. But, but, like, 
So I, I, you know what? I can get behind. I can get behind, like you know, you know, like the scales like kind of going back and forth. I can get behind that, you know, like you you have you have like elements like that in certain animals. Mm-hmm. It's the right angles thing, where like it just stands up, like it's air breaks or I guess water breaks in this. Yeah. Um, that's the part I feel is more implausible, because like it'd be different if they were like birds, where like you know. Like, they have to do, like, a breaking action or something. But, like, I'm trying to imagine this thing swim. I think in order for it to actually work, they would have to go past the 90-degree angle and actually make your scales flap in the other direction. And I just don't – I don't see that happening. Well, well, let, well let's discuss it a little bit later because there's, there's more things here. Okay. I like that. All right. Yeah. As it really has no tail, and but one long dorsal fin, the heads serve double purpose of rudder and cutwater alternately, or vice versa, and a long, thin, supple body, by a series of systematic muscular-like contortions, enables it to navigate about and seek its food, which it captures by strategy. Okay, so, uh... I know I'm picking this apart, but like, <laughs> uh, but I like, but I like how like uh, certain things just nowadays you only really hear in like romantic novels, like <laughs> like the long thin supple body, <laughs> long thin supple body <laughs> with a series of systematic muscular like contortions. Oh, I, ooh, Jesse, is it getting hot in here? Or is it just? Fish? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, we have a whole segment later. Ah, nice. Um, yeah, I feel like supple but- has really changed from its original uh, definition to how it's used now, which is mostly you know, in, in you gross ways. You pretty much only use it in a sexy way. Yeah, yeah, it's only it sexy. It, by itself, it's uh, used sexually. Sexily, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. But so, so let's, but let, let's talk a little bit about like how this thing, because like, that's one thing I like to do on this show. I like to talk about how implausible these things are. <laughs> But they're real, one hundred percent real, a hundred percent real, but implausible. Yes, I mean, implausible doesn't mean impossible. No, no, no. It just means hard no. to believe. Yep. Yeah, and this is definitely hard to believe. Okay, so it has two heads. <laughs> it's got two heads, and it can swap which head is going straight as needed. Okay, so so I'm trying to imagine this thing swim. So mm-hmm. it. Okay, first let's let's pile everything up and then try to composite it okay so okay so they have two heads two they heads which which heads is the dominant one i guess i guess yeah the back which one faces the rear yeah okay then but they have scales that go about right angles on the body mm-hmm. that breaks wait okay this totally doesn't work then nope it's not yet Okay. We're not done yet. Yeah, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But no, this does work because it's real. Um, <laughs> so, so it has a rudder and cut water, which I'm assuming is steering and what's cut water? I don't know what a cut water is. Uh, the rudder, yeah, is steering. I don't know what a cut water is. It's time for Jesse's Vocabulary Corner. Hmm. It's a distillery. Um, well, well, we have, okay, so we have two and I feel like both will match. So the fore edge of a ship's prow, so basically what cuts the water, hmm. which makes sense. 
It's what, you know, makes it, you know, to where, like, it can go through the water quickly. And it makes sense, too, that one end is always going to be the front, and the one end is going to be the back. So, okay. yeah. And this one, this one also, I can, this also makes sense as well. A wedge-shaped projection on a pier that, of a bridge, which divides the flow of water, prevents Deborah from being trapped yeah. against the pier. Which the also water. makes sense. Yeah. Because also they their scales would probably have a lot of stuff in it if he, if he, there wasn't something pushing the stuff away. Yep, that makes sense. Because they are pretty much nothing but a giant weak spot. Um. So okay, so we have that, and they also have thin, supple bodies. <laughs> I mean, tell me more. So, and it captures by strategy. Yeah, that they don't, I don't know if they get into the uh, strategy. Um, they, I don't think they do. Because no. we're, talk, we're talking about a different fish, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's a, it's like a sentence left. So, yeah. But, so, but like, I'm trying to imagine how this actually works. So, so I so think they it's kind of eelish. Like, you know, they kind of, they, they move by twisting their body. That that makes sense. Okay, so they would undulate. Okay, so they'd und. That's also another word that tends to be only used in either like a sexy undulate. way or a gross way. Yeah, undulate. I, I always think of like H.P. Lovecraft type stories or something. They use undulate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The undulating masses. Yes. Okay. The undulations of the body. So, so, so they undulate. Uh huh. So they, I'm guessing they go back and forth. Yeah, they kind of go back and forth. By the forth. way, I'm doing, I'm doing the motions with my hands, so I can see it, but I'm trying to. Okay. <laughs> yes, very good for podcasting to make as many yes. hand gestures as possible. Well, yeah, I do a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they undulate forward. Well, well, here's the thing, though, if. If they have a cut water, which mm-hmm. I just found out, then wouldn't that have to be like rigid? Nah, the head is the cut water. Yeah, no, but the the yeah, but the the head. The head's wouldn't rigid. that have to be somewhat rigid? Oh, no, wouldn't head- that have to be somewhat like rigidly in place? Like it's oh. when it's going forward. It's a fish. How rigid does it have to be? Well, but when I mean rigid, I mean like I don't imagine it would be like going back and forth because that would add more resistance. Well, I think the head goes. The head stays centered, and the, the, the rest of the body, the, so whichever head is the forward-facing head at that moment, stays on target, while the rest of the body undulates back and forth to create the emotion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see, I'm, I mean, I'm, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. This perfectly real fish sounds really, really good to me. I still, wait, is the leaking part, is it like it's, like, it's poop and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> because because like one well, of the, like because one of the head, because one of the heads has to, has one of the heads is the middle part of the is the middle part of the human centipede. Yes, that's the unfortunate uh, fact of any two-headed animal is that uh, someone's getting screwed. Um but it could be that it secretes its waste out of its skin. I mean, well, wait, wait. I think fish like they they have like an under butt thing. No, oh, fish have butts. <laughs> no, no, they have butts. Um, I mean, look at Shape of Water. I mean, that was mm, that was a butt. Uh, but no, uh, no. But I think they have like a little hole on the underside. So maybe they just kind of squirt it out on the outside. I think they just so. have two butts. I what if they have so. two butts? What if fish two butt? 
<laughs> if it's got two heads, does it have two butts? That's the question, too. Hmm. I mean, it could have two butts. I think that's, it's... By the way, that's a Twitter question. What if fish two butts? <laughs> what if fish two butts? <laughs> Just like that. I'm sure you'll get plenty of well-thought-out <laughs> answers. So I think I think I am satisfied with with yeah. how this thing exists. I now. mean, there's not a lot of detail, but what they have, sure. Fish two heads, one, one's the caboose, one's the engine. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, let, let's get to the next part. Okay. The Tadpolarius is, by nature, a coward fish, and preys only upon other fish and reptiles, which do not show fight, but which seek safety in flight. So when it sees the hydra-headed amphibian Grampets backing off, it pursues in full chase. And just at the psychological moment, the hydra sets brakes, reverses its course, and with its cavernous mouth agape, double-crosses its would-be assassin by swallowing him bodily. Huh. <laughs> okay, I'm just wow. saying. Um, first off, like... Um... I feel like if you just take the the reverses its course with its cavernous mouth agape, double crosses would be assassins by bottling him uh, by swallowing him bodily. You, you change the subject that sentence. Uh-huh. Pretty sexy sentence. I think this guy's got a thing for the fish. I I think they do. Yeah, I mean it's long, supple body. It's uh, it's cavernous mouth agape. Ready to you swallow would probably, him bodily. Mm-hmm. You'd probably understand. You probably hear uh, even more very sexual descriptions of uh, hungry trees if you you know <laughs> listen to my podcast. I've heard the tree one. I heard it's that one. Very sexual. I listened to that one. What's the one with the spoop girls? Was that the tree? No, that was Lake Hunks. Oh, that's a saucy one. I mean, that was meant to be one. Yeah, it um, was. <laughs> Success. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, but uh, this is so. I don't know who the I, they did not talk about the Tad Polaris. Yeah, I, again, all. I don't know if that's real or not. It sounds not real. I mean, real with quotes around it. So when I look it up, which normally I can look up the, I can look them up and like you know I get like, hey, here's this thing because it only comes from like one source most of the time. Yeah, wow. It doesn't come up. It only comes up in this article. I don't think I've seen a word turn up only three Google results in a long time, and one of them is a Deviant Art <laughs> page. So yeah, let I me, don't think the Ted Polarius is new. Is real? I mean. Let me let me tell you something. I dig. You dig, dig deep. I dig deep. Well, that's why you're professional. I'm not, you I'm are not of, you are in I'm this cryptid of, business. I'm not one of those. Uh, fly by night. Just talk about Bigfoot, motherfuckers. No, no. You get when deep. I talk about when I talk about Bigfoots, I talk about the ones that spin or throw stuff really hard <laughs> or smell no, really no. bad. I talk I talk about the fish that like are like fucking weird. Yeah. 
No, I don't you, talk about talking, big fish. I talk about weird fish. You're talking about fish that have three Google results. That's the kind of cryptids you're talking I about. Di- I dig hard. Mm-hmm. Respect this hustle. It's for the people, Jesse. It's for the people. You're a selfless podcaster. Yeah, all those big corporate cryptid podcasts. You know, you guys, you guys just aren't. You're not doing it right. Cryptids uh, need to have that deep understanding and that that passion and that research. Jesse, I dare, I hate to use this word, but you are a hero. And I, I feel, and like, and it's just, I'm just so fucking tired when people be like, yeah, I'm a cryptid fucker. They just talk about, they just fucking talk about Mothman. Of course you want to fuck Mothman. Do you want to fuck a blanket that has bloodsuckers on it that <laughs> tricks you into picking it up because it looks like a mink coat? No. No. Do you want a, a two-headed fish <laughs> with a long, supple body? No. But no, no, you're not talking about fucking those cryptids. Mm-mm. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking about the real shit. This is this is stuff that they're not going to talk about, Jesse. They don't want to. They're compromised podcasts. They clearly and, and, are just controlled by the man. And, and and I wish I wish that was coming from more of a place of of like joking. <laughs> Jesse, you you take this seriously. That's <sighs> all someone can ask for. Okay. What so. other Puget Sound creature do we have? So. This is the keyhole crab. The keyhole crab. Yeah. The star, Saturday, April 19th, 1913. Alas, what is the use? License for aquarium blocked by jealousy? Ooh, saucy. I like this. And um, I need you to give us uh, the sad news. Okay. Our fondest hopes have been ousted. The SPC to IF has turned down Professor Fish Fakur's application for an aquarium license for the proposed exhibition rooms here. There's some mystery about the reversal, which followed a star chamber session, but it was rumored that the real underlying cause is that a similar aquarium license has been applied for by the Panama Exposition and the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Indignant Fishes lie, live at, live at San Francisco. Live at San Francisco! <laughs> it's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Indignant <laughs> in, indigent, indigent Fishes! I'll learn how to say it. Okay, what does indigent mean? I'm learning I'm so gonna many I'm going to think wo- that that's indigenous. That's another way no, no. or variant mm-hmm. of indigenous. No? I'm pretty sure we have to go by what it says. Well, no, no. I'm just guessing. Says- I'm just guessing that's what it means. I, the word is definitely indigent. I agree. Yeah, and, and, and apparently it's a needy person. Indigent. Oh, well, they're needy fishes. They need help from the uh, Society I mean, of uh, the SPC to IF. Well, maybe this these goddamn fishers should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. <laughs> That's right, damn it. We've supported these fishes for too long. They don't make a human aquariums <laughs> under the water so that they can help us. That would be nice, for once. And they just ex- just expect us to feed them or leave them alone and not fish them to extinction? What would you call an aquarium under for people underwater? It would be an aerarium? A atmospherium? Ooh, I like that. I It'd like be a, that. probably terraria. Oh, okay. I mean, ter- ter- yeah. Terrarium. Terrarium. Yeah. All right. I like yeah. that. 
No, it's Speatrarium. Yeah. Because, like, it's just, like, you know. I think that's how uh, the squirrel on SpongeBob started out. She was just a pet in an aquarium, a <laughs> in- terrarium under the ocean. I mean, she's also from Texas. So, you know. <laughs> that's right. I don't know what that means, but I think it's funny. Okay. Um, okay, so. Apparently, yeah, they got turned down. This is sad. It is admitted that with a superior supply of rare fish, Seattle would get most of the crowd in 1915. Could these fish be placed on exhibition here? As a farewell shot, we publish the story of the Keyhole Crab, a rare and valuable specimen not to be found in Dungeness. Isn't Dungeness in Scotland? I don't know. Oh, look. Uh, England. Okay. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It's, in, it's literally it's literally on a different ocean, dude. It's a place why, in Kent. Oh, why, wait, why there's a Dungeness, Washington. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yep, Clallam County. Like, it was just like, it was literally a different ocean that they're pulling from. Yep, no, <laughs> so no, no. There's a, yeah, I was, it, um, yeah, it takes its name from the British one. Okay. Okay. All right, so that makes sense then. Um... Now, here's a letter. Starfish editor. Since a true and ardent fisherman has extolled the virtues of the salvage sucker, I think it opportune to speak of the valuable ally that makes the salvage sucker's work so successful. That's hard to say. I refer to the keyhole crab, Pinchus Virgianus. For without its help to pick the lock, how could the savage, the sucker salvage a wreck? How many wrecks could a sucker salvage wreck before a sucker salvage wrecks sucker salvages? My point is, it's hard to say. The keyhole sure. crab is spider-shaped and fits nicely into a watch case. It has a pompadour-like thatch of hair, has an eye on the end of each leg, it walks with a ragging movement, and it breathes through its ears. Okay. Do you have a picture of this keyhole crab to share? I'm going to get it to you. Because I am intrigued. I really am hoping for an Elvis-level pompadour. I mean, it's not Elvis-level, but, like, you can make it into one. (laughs) You can make anything into it. Give anything a pompadour. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Did they have to give it the nose? What is that? It's a keyhole crab. We all know about it. <laughs> it's a, it looks more like a turtle. It has a turtle shell and a head with with hair. This is wow. This makes the uh, grampet look absolutely normal and believable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got a little caught up in the uh, picture of the keyhole crab. And its eyes are at the end of its legs? You don't see that in the picture. Hmm. I mean, artistic yeah, license, Yeah, this is I rough. Guess. This is rough. Okay. Yeah. These crabs are easy to keep. Eat only three keyholes a week of the long kind, or five of the round kind. We'll sleep overnight in a glass of water, like a set of false teeth. They are handy for a man who stays out late and forgets his keys. All he need do is put the lock underwater, and the crab will do the rest. 
yours for an aquarium. Dungeness Ra Dungeonesque Rab Ballard. Now Rob. Mm-hmm. So these are lock picking crabs with hair. No 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 no. Well, for, first off, <laughs> it didn't it did not say that. What? It says um, it's it picks locks. Well no, well no no no. It says it eats keyholes. No, it says right here. Well, okay, okay. No, 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 I'm not focusing on that, Rob. We can talk <laughs> about that later. It's the words. It says it eats Rob. We're we're <laughs> talking about the thing I want to talk about. Okay. It eats three keyholes a week. What the fuck does that mean, Rob? I, I think it's he, he, he maybe he's using eat poetically. It means like it 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 needs to open three keyholes keys a week, locks how locks a week. You, how do you gain substance from that? It's the absence of. It's like the the space of, like inside of something. Maybe it, maybe there are certain species of uh, small aquatic shrimp that only live in locks and keyholes. It would mention that it mentioned the tad the tadpolaris thing, <laughs> and that barely that only shows up in one article. Well, it just drops this thing called a salvage sucker. Uh, I don't know what that is. Well, if you listened to my episodes, you <laughs> would know what it Damn is, it, Rob. Jesse, no, <laughs> I listen all the time. I have a T-shirt. I. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, a salvage a salvage sucker. It, huh. It's yeah. It was by for part one, but but like this thing, like what does eat keyholes I... of the long kind and five of the round kinds? God, they they wasted what? newspaper columns on this. What stuff. does this mean? <laughs> well, this is the last one. This I know, but still, one, so. I mean, this is like this must have been a very slow news day on April nineteenth, well, nineteen thirteen. No, this is. This was a slow news week. <laughs> Apparently, they just wanted people to be like write it about fish they lie about. Well, but, I mean, please, Jesse. I know that the fish are real. The the animals are real, but these letters are clearly written by the newspaper. I'm yes, they clearly are. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there for it, lest anyone believe otherwise. And like, no one could, no one could confirm this. No. No, that's their. That's that's how they get away this, with it. This this was a time where you could move one town over and no one could find you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Remember those? Those would be good days. Oh, you'd just not be online, just hidden away. Uh, I think I would maybe kill myself if I wasn't bored at this time. <laughs> at this time. I would kill myself just from having to wear all that wool all the time. That like, cannot like, be comfortable. I, I, I know I shouldn't joke about it, but I honestly think, first off, like, I could pass for white, so, like, you know. Yeah, hey, uh, me too. As long, as, right. long as, I as long As long as I shave my head at a constant basis, like, I could pass for white. Yeah. But, but second off, like... Uh, maybe I'd just be a bookish person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's be it. Or like, stoned to death. Either way, you know. But, like, I wouldn't want to live at this time. Like, I feel like, like, I don't want to say I'm lucky to live at this time, because honestly, we're not. I'm going to probably not see 70. <laughs> um, and not because, like, because of, like, I'm ki uh, because I'm killed by a person, but because I'm killed by global warming. At least you're taking everyone else with you, Jesse. There's but, some warm comfort in that, right? <laughs> 
I guess. Uh, but like, I don't know if I want to live at this time. It seems like it sucks. I, I gotta say, 1913, that's right before the big war. That's a rough time. Yeah. That's when it starts to really go downhill. I agree. And yet you're well, right we before. Have, we did. Like, you're just starting to see cars, but there's no radio or TV yet. Uh, movies are just starting out. Not everywhere. Yeah, it's not the most fun. There's not a lot of entertainment. You got to read these newspaper articles about totally real fish. Yeah, I'm with you, Jesse. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably be killed for liking a white woman. <laughs> Sorry, I always think of Blazing Saddles whenever anyone says white women. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, I don't know what what do you think about this crap? I'm still perplexed by eat. Keyholes. I'm gonna be honest. This this is this crab's pretty crappy, and I don't mean the fish crappy. I, I mean just crappy. Don't you mean cable cleaning crappy? Uh, no, okay. I just this this is the first one. I'm like, sure, the grappin, grappin. I like that. This is this is just dare I say silly, Jesse. I mean, I am stealing this creature for for a D and D campaign oh. because it's perfect for a D and D campaign. Hundred percent. Also, why does it only but have four legs? Why do you only have four legs? <laughs> Damn it! You're <laughs> under my secret. I've been hiding the other two for so long. Um. Yeah. No. It's it, that's actually what the picture looks like. A middle schoolers D and D campaign. <laughs> they drew their creature. Uh- I'm pretty sure what's going on here mm-hmm. is that they just had someone draw it because they needed to fill space in their paper. I'm, I think you're right. I do like the attention to detail though that they put a little lock in front of it. It looks yeah. very happy to have found it. <laughs> well, speaking of of crabs, that was a great. Where's this uh, going? <laughs> transition. Uh, let's get to my second favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Just did a bad thing. This is a segment where we talk about can these things get it? I'm gonna say no. So first Jesse. off, well, no, wait, wait. Oh, first sorry. off, we have to discuss it. First off, okay, and we have to do them separately. Okay, so let's so, start with the grampet. The, the yeah, so the hydra-headed grampet. Hmm. Now, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't know how reason, it gets any of it. To be honest, so so the reason why is first off. I mean, I'm I'm all for long supple bodies, <laughs> and I'm also all for swimmers, cavernous mouths, a agape. swimmer's body with its Swallow- mouth agape, swallowing, swallowing bodily. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm oh I'm all okay with that. That's- In fact, that sounds like a good Saturday. <laughs> but uh, the two heads, I'm not I'm not I'm not digging it. I don't know where it would literally get it. Let alone yeah. if it has the ability to really get it. So yeah, and I'm, also I'm also it. I'm just saying I don't you don't have a lot to grab onto. No. <laughs> well, I mean, there's got to be people into snakes, right? It's kind of a similar thing. I, but also at the same time, though, it's it's not a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, it's just like I don't like like the, I think I would feel guilty. Because one head is like you know not involved unless 
or I don't know. I think I'm gonna say like no, not even conditional yes on the because I put a conditional yes on a lot of these things, but this is just a straight up no. I'm gonna go with no too. It's anything with that's really only mouth just sounds like a bad idea. But at the same time, we did say yes to all the death worms because they are shaped like a thing that you would either stick up a poo hoo or inside your body. But I think, like you said, I, mean, I get that because it's not a fish. But it's not a fish. Once you put that's a fish into it and it's got fins and big yeah, fish teeth and yeah, it's just not appealing. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm with you. Which, which, which I hope, I hope you understand, Rob. A lot of these are no. Yeah. It's still a really low bar. It's a good but question so many to ask. Don't hit. It's a good question to ask, though. I think, again, you are the only podcaster out here asking these questions and getting down to the answers. Yeah. And can can a blanket filled with bloodsuckers get it? And I say yes uh, automatically. Blanket filled with that's gonna that's gonna be appealing to someone. I agree. The suckers, also, the suckers alone. Yeah, but uh, Listen, listen to my like clothing one if you have that. So now the keyhole crab. Yes, the keyhole crab. I'm gonna say a conditional yes. What? Now, what? Is it the hair, no, Jesse? No, no, condi- Is it the no, hair? No. Okay. First off, let me let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Okay. Uh huh. So this thing. Okay. So first off, this thing. It already says valuable ally. So that means, you know, it likes to give, which is automatically, like, better than a lot of cryptids, because all of them just want to take. And it's the thing, the thing that makes me say conditional yes is the, is the pick the lock. Now, that implies dexterity. (laughs) Knowing how to use your fingers. Uh Uh-huh. And stuff. And also, it likes to eat keyholes. <laughs> oh, you painted the picture, Jesse. I know where you're going I'm with just, this. I'm just saying, uh, like maybe now, now can it get it? Maybe not, but can you get it from this thing? Yes. Oh, that just sounds. Oh, I don't want that fumbling around, poking in things. But I'm just no, saying, and you know. You know what? You know what? You know what? Everyone has holes. It's true. Every everyone has holes. Some, Every it doesn't matter. Same if you're, amount doesn't matter if you're doesn't matter if you're male, female, in between. Crab you have a hole. Person and and most of the time, people like at least one of those holes being touched in a very good way. Yeah, sure. And I feel like this thing can do it. Now, can it get it? No. But it can give it to you, and guess what? I'm a selfish lover, so I'm going to say conditional yes. <laughs> now, Jesse, everyone knows I- I'm an easy lover, and I still I don't see it. I don't know how how does a sense of scale fit into this because I don't know how okay, big this off, crab is. First off, I've said nothing about is it practical. <laughs> I'm saying can it. I at no point did I say can this really happen, Rob. <laughs> This is can. All right. And this is a. I'm. This is a. This is. You know what? I'm upgrading it to yes. Oh no. Not a. No no. Just despite you. I I am gonna go with a hard no on this one, simply because of its goofy face. That is not a crab who's getting any. Look at that thing. I feel. I feel like you are shame body shaming. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am. So, I'm going to body shame the hell out of this crap. You look like a broken ass turtle. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes broken ass turtles are real good with their fingers and like messing with holes. It's fair, I guess. You're right. I mean, I still think, though, now, because now, it can't can it, now, get uh, it, but it can give it. Which which you puts know what? It in a is weird... better than a lot of things. Well, yeah, it's always better to be a give a, ta- a giver than a taker. I agree with that. Um, I mean, that would I feel bad after a while because I wouldn't be able to give back. Maybe it'd be a good fling though. I, I feel like the keyhole crab is something you get after you sleep with the grampet. First off. <laughs> Yes, I, I don't have I don't have anything. To, to go, uh, I just, uh, but I'm going to say conditional yes. For all right, crap. all right, fair enough. You've made a good argument. I have to say, actually, the its ability, its its handiness with holes and its uh, dexterity, you make a good case. Yeah, is it practical? No, I mean for some. Well, everyone's definition of practicality is different. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and if you're so a fish yes. fucker, I mean, fish fakir, you might be into fish it. Fakir. Fakir. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to my actual favorite part of the show. Make it sexy slash make it ya slash make it ya slash just make a story. Yes. Where where we make a story about these cryptids that will either appeal to today's youth or we just make a story. <laughs> so Rob. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea on how to put these two cryptids All right. in a story? Are they have to be in the same story? Yep, they're both involved. Okay. All right. So, they're both involved. This is going to be... You know what we haven't had? So, Aquaman was a big hit last year, right? I mean, I guess. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it either. But it was a big hit. A lot of people seemed to like it, which is weird, but they liked it. Um, Shape of Water won the Oscar. Okay, so underwater humping is really big right now. So I feel like this is the perfect time to ride that wave to big money for both the Grampet and the and the Keyhole Crap. I think you make it a classic, quote unquote, fish under, out of water story, where aka dead. So just dead fish, just dead fish out of water. No, no, no. They're in the water, but it's it's a okay. per, it's a proverbial fish out of water story. And you you go kind of the Mean Girls route, where uh, it's a newcomer to the Puget Sound because it just moved over from England. Is this uh, is the Keyhole Crab, and he's trying to feel his way around with the different clicks and everything. And he meets what? A young and plucky Grampet. Hydra-headed Grampet. Now, the weird thing about the Hydra-headed Grampet, it's got two heads. So you've got a perfect love triangle situation here. Which head does the crab fall in love with? They both want the crab. Which one does it fall in love with? Twilight situation. Right here. Boom. So so not to... um a radar parade, but I've already done a couple. Damn it, two-headed just creatures, mean girls. Ugh. No, just no, just mean girls, but with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, well, forget mean girls. This is Twilight, which I'm sure uh, you've uh, done also. I've also done that. Um, see, the thing is, I, I always see. I have my, I have my go-to's. Okay, summer camp. 
Summer camp. Like, like summer camp. Um, Meatballs. I uh, get it. Basically, uh, must love dogs, but but with these things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> mean must, girls, but with these things. That's your that's your <laughs> podcast slogan, right? Must love dogs, but with these things. <laughs> but I do like the idea of the proverbial uh, dead fish, aka fish out of water. Okay, all um, right. With the with the keyhole keyhole crab, mm-hmm. but you know what? Let's make this like a steamy romance novel. Okay, okay, all right. I like okay, where this is going. So, oh, let's so, remember okay. this fish is described as amphibian. So even though it doesn't yeah, describe exactly how it's amphibian, we could have a potential fish out of water situation. You could. So the hydra-headed grampet, maybe like a like a Rapunzel type. You know, locked away, locked away, okay. rare. Locked away into like I don't know some underwater cave somewhere by evil by evil witch yeah kind of person. a yeah I'm gonna tangle I'm gonna say wor- meets yeah like kind of like tangled and everything kind of a thing yeah I get it I'm I'm, I'm going more like uh, more tangled okay I feel like uh, the kill crab could be very charming with that hair It does have a good head of yeah. hair. So, so maybe like the keyhole crab, uh, like finds this cave that's locked up. Well, it's just like, well, I'm a thief. I'm a thief that picks locks real well. Also, very handsome. Uh, and it just like it locks like the thing, and like it unlocks the like unlocks the door on the cave, and it's just like, oh, I'm a. I'm a young. I'm gonna make them gay for no reason. I'm a young lad. Uh, that that was locked away for a long time. I have no idea about the world. Up, oh, uh, whoop! Can you hear me? Up, oh, oh, no, no. Up, 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 up. Yeah, and maybe maybe one of them is into like the uh, the crab, but the other one isn't. But the crab is into the one that isn't into it. Because it'd be weird to date, like, have, like, a two-head. Oh. Didn't they explore okay. this in that one, like, weird uh, Matt Damon movie where he was stuck to a person? Am I thinking of the right one? Stuck on you? Yeah. <laughs> um, stuck on I you? Just, I, yeah. I have never seen it. I've never I'm seen gonna, it. I'm going to assume, assume they, assume they, they explored did. this. But, um... Well, it's a, a quick sidebar. Um... You get to sleep with one conjoined twin, Greg Kinnear or Matt Damon. I mean, they're both in the room, so technically you're sleeping with both of them. But, you know, got to pick one. Let me look at Greg Kinnear, because I know Matt Damon's not the one I want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if either one is an automatic winner. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, even like... Like a Matt Wal... Like a a Mark Wahlberg, I would like think about it. But Matt Damon, no. Really? Yeah. Kinnear. Okay, good. Apparently, there's only uh, very few Greg Kins in the world. He's also easily 10 years older than Matt Damon, and yet they played conjoined twins. You know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. say it. I think it'd be Craig Kinnear. All right. I think Interesting. It, I, I I feel like that's the, the unpopular choice, but I like it. I like it you're going well, with it. I'm just saying, like, you know, he has a strong jaw. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. when he smiles, oh. he looks a little sad. 
Nothing against Greg Kinnear. I, I am, I'm, I'm down with Greg Kinnear. I just think, uh, I think a lot of people have the hots for Matt Damon. I am impressed. He does look very sad when he smiles, though. He looks like he's hiding a lot of pain. <laughs> that's so funny because i don't think greg kinnear his personality does not seem like a guy who's hiding a lot of no no but no but like every but like i've just looked up pictures of him and like i see like like he looks like he you know like he's a jovial guy enough but like every time but like half the like every single smile like there's like a sadness behind his eyes that feels oh, so this just makes you want him more jesse i know you you this know what just he, makes could, you he want could be more. the sad dad type that i crave exactly exactly <laughs> so if all right so this fish the grandpa being played by matt damon and greg and greg kinnear you're going for the kinnear half yeah it is, but the thing is the kinnear half doesn't like the doesn't like the crab sure Sure. Okay. That's that's good. Oh, so I see. I see. Yeah, it's it's a love triangle, but with like two bodies. Right. Right. So basically, like what it. you were gonna do, but better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's the uh, that's the slogan for our other podcast. Oh man. But you know, the more uh, the more I have this page of like Grey Kinnear pulled up, I'm gonna say without the beard. Because he grew like a goatee. I mean, without a goatee, yes. Oh, I've never seen him with a goatee. It doesn't oh, look yeah. great. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't look no. great. Um, but without it, see, there, I'm going to send you a picture where, like, you're going to understand what I mean. Where it looks like he has deep sadness behind his eyes. I think I can get it. I think I got it. He's kind of. I saw. I've seen a couple movies with yeah, him. Like, there's it? there's a sadness with the. I I want to give him a hug. It feels like he needs a hug. He made a movie about the star of Hogan's Heroes, Bob, uh, Bob, uh, hmm, Bob Crane. Have you ever heard of him? No. So it was an old TV show about, it was a hilarious sitcom about prisoner of war camp and during World War II. <laughs> it's insane. It's the most insane idea for a show ever. But anyway, the guy was really, he was, an, he was a DJ who became an actor. And then he got really weird into early uh, pornographic films, like homemade pornographic films. And he died kind of under mysterious circumstances. And he just had a weird, sordid history. And that's where Greg Kinnear's sad eyes really played him well, played well. Well, also, also, I see I see him with a full beard. I'm into it. Oh, I've never Oh really? Interesting. No, no, the goatee. No, 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 see, not group. Like it has to be a little scraggly. Yeah. But like yeah, I'm, no, into, I get it. I'm into it. So I'm gonna say, I'm know. gonna say Greg Kinnear was the better part of Stuck on Me, even though I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's an informed opinion. Yes. So, um, yeah. So that I feel like I feel like that would be. I, I don't. How would how would uh, how would it go? Like what what would be the uh, the driving force? Like obviously they'd be running away from like the sea witch. Obviously, um, they'd be running away from the sea witch. They're forced together. You got one head falls in love with the crab. But the crab falls in love with the other head. It's kind of a Patty and Selma type thing going and, on here. You know, and you know, there'd be flirtation happening and everything. But like, we're gonna make a PG. Right. Oh no, this is like a Finding Nemo version yeah. of this. Right. Yeah. So they're running away. Not, not like our Finding Zemo. <laughs> it's a bunch of Nazi fish. <laughs> bunch of Nazi fish getting out there and trying to cleanse the waters. Um 
yeah, so they they're trying to get away from the sea witch. They have hijinks. Uh, what what brings them together? How do the how do the the one head? Well, how does the crab realize that he was wrong all this time and is really in love with the head that loves so, now, him? No, you know what? I'm gonna make it like more like a modern Disney movie, where like they're just like not, no one has to like actually like you know fall in love and like live happily ever la- after. They learn how to love themselves. Oh, I like that. So, That's even better. So. So you know, it's a couple of young people that he's just like, oh, I, I, I really, I really like this person, but they realized it was just infatuation. Mm. That they were lonely and they were put in this situation together, and of course, like you get close to someone, and sometimes you feel, sometimes you misplace those emotions as affection, uh, emotions of affection, as like right. attraction instead, and. and- and they realize that they're better friends. They're better friends, and um, maybe maybe the grumpet's like magical somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a sea witch, so that's not much of a stretch. Yeah, maybe the sea witch is also a grumpet. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it's one of the parents. Yeah. Doesn't approve of them hanging out with a keyhole well, crab. Well, no, no, they they ran away. Like it, they pretty much like the grandpa was just like, "Yo, I need to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, my parents are so bogus, and they're teenagers, of course, as well. Of course, uh, but no, but, of course, but like the sea witch yeah. is actually bad because she's ugly. <laughs> that's how you know that she's. And that's bad. how you know it's bad. It's a Disney movie. The ugly person's the bad one. Is this a musical? <sighs> Here's the thing. I generally dislike musicals. Really? Yeah, you think I'd be more into them, but I'm not. Disappointed. I. uh... Yeah. Um like, like okay, I don't I don't fine, I see I tend to not like traditional musicals too much. Um because you know Yeah. Because I don't know, it's just like they're <sighs> formulaic isn't the right word. I don't want to sound like a fucking snob. But like it's just like like they don't feel sure. great. But I like it when you put a twist on it a little bit. Like you're not singing about like I get it. No, I yeah. I have my own things. I don't like, I like musicals, um, but I don't like uh, every musical. I do like, in general, the idea of musicals, but I don't like serious musicals. Yeah, serious. And I think it was because, yeah, growing up, I'm old, uh, growing up, you know, what was the, the things that were big were like Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis and newer stuff and Rent and um, all things about issues and serious things. And I just... There's something, the artifice of musicals, you can do any kind of story, but I feel it works better in a romantic or comedic way than po-faced people singing about being sad. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. I'm not a big fan yeah. of serious musicals. Yeah, but I, I, I like old, new, all kinds of other things. And also, if I'm um, honest, if I'm honest, like... When like half the white people in the world were talking about like, uh, like uh, Hamilton, I don't care how good it is. <laughs> like some of it's catchy, but like, calm down. Like it made me just not want to associate with it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when something becomes so big so fast. I get it. Like enough. It. Like in. Like the thing is, Especially like, I actually listen like to the thing. And, like yeah. I actually listen to it. I'm just like, this is like decent. 
I don't know why everyone's like losing their mind about it. I, you know, I, I, I can't even judge it because I was so my my wife was so into Hamilton for a year that like I can't even think of it except like as oh yeah it's just a thing it's normal like I can't even judge it accurately because it just hurt it so much and it's brain in in my head but i feel like that's a big thing with musical theater the things that people get really excited about as like cool or cutting edge are usually i feel like musical theater evolves slowly and so it's usually not very cool or cutting edge by the time it gets big yeah i think it would be a musical but it'd be very sparse and like the numbers would be like showstoppers Okay. Like, Just like we nothing have like, but nothing but hits. You'd have you'd have like maybe two or three, and like uh, like and they're all good. They're like they have to be good. Like that's going to be the main thing. Like kind of like kind of like if you cut out like one song out of a uh, uh, little shop of horrors. There's like one song <laughs> I can't stay, but I like almost all of them. Which which one from Little Shop? Now I need to know. Don't you dare say the dentist song. Oh no, I know I love the dentist song. Uh, crap. I forget what which one it's called. It's one of the earlier ones. I do. Do. Ah, oh, that reminds me. I got I have a playlist uh for my kids of musical songs. I got to do Little Shop I, of Horrors. I, I, I love I love anything. I love Skid Row. The uh, dentist Skid song's really good. I love I love almost any song Aubrey too. Is That's a, oh, Audrey too. That I mean the person who did a voice was a stub something stuff oh so good so good but there's one of the earlier songs that i tend to skip of through if i watch it hmm. like i block it out like which one was the one um is the doesn't he have a skid row song that he sings yeah, no, no. A... i think i think the one that the skid the refrain to skid row it's better yeah, than the I first think that's one. It. That's it. Because yeah. when I think of Skid Row, it's always the uh, Audrey's. Skid yeah, Row. I think I, I think I'm with you. Yeah, because I mean Ellen Green. Yeah, she's so good. <sighs> so good. That. And she's also yeah. amazing. She's also amazing in Pushing Daisies. If you haven't, yeah, I I love Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies. I'm is great. with you. You know, I want great more show. Brian Fuller. Like, oh, I, I just want to stay Pushing on a Daisies show. Daisies and Hannibal. They should just give no, him also, whatever. Also, they, the first season of American Gods. I haven't seen it. The first season of American Gods is pretty good. I di- I am one of the people that did not love that book. I found it boring. <sighs> I, I yeah, fundamentally I disagree with you on that, but I will I not, know. But I will not attack you for this opinion. I just it's one of those books I just couldn't get into. I'm not. I don't think it's bad. I just could not get into it. You I know, don't know why. I have that with uh, Asante Kids. Oh yeah, I, I haven't. I can't get into that one. I actually, I, I dare think, I dare say that I might not like Neil Gaiman's prose. Have you read the Graveyard Book? No. Read Graveyard Book. Read it with your kids if they're, when they get old enough, like when they're around okay. like six or seven. Yeah, maybe I would like some of his more no, all ages stuff. No, his all ages stuff is, I think, a little, uh, like, I think American Gods is, I like American Gods a lot, mostly because I like playing around with the whole, like, belief and oh, gods I and everything love the ideas uh, like, love Ameri- the ideas. i like that i like that one a lot um yes yeah. i have i have no i have like nowhere something somewhere around here that i need to read because i bought it forever ago and just haven't read it um 
But like oh, his all Coraline? ages stuff, his his all ages stuff is like really good. Coraline is amazing. Yes. So I would I would like graveyard graveyard book. It's about a, a it's about a, a kid whose parents was like murdered in a graveyard. So he was raised by oh, ghosts. Yeah. And it's like per it's spooky. It's like I like that. it's like spooky in a way that I think like when kids are a little bit older they can under they can be like ooh I like spooky stuff now. Oh yeah, no kids love spooky macabre stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's so. like macabre in a way that like you like they have to kind of understand death a little bit for it to yeah. But but like it's not like it's macabre without being like hey I'm edgy. So all right, I like that. Yeah, and it's really good. Like it it will bring a tear to your eye. It's really good. Mm. Okay, so, I will take yeah, that. Gr- graveyard book, yeah. Also, also, right. also, maybe the uh, Neil Gaiman a Norse mythology book as well. He has a Norse mythology. He has a re. He has a reinterpretation Norse mythology. But but uh, yeah, if you if you get the chance, also the Norse mythology book is really good. Um, okay. He does a he does an interpretation of it. Uh, I like that. That is really it has a lot of gravitas to it very funny um uh, very um it's not i'd say oh. i'd say when your kids are a little bit older like maybe around 10 they would like that as well i i do really like good omens but i know that's half him and half pratchett yes. or whatever but i do really like that yeah so and i like his comics i just yeah his books i need to get into it i mean yeah but yeah, graveyard is perfectly. It's like uh, it's kid spooky, which is my favorite type of spooky. Yeah, I like that too. So, I'm yeah, we're done. By the way, we're done with this podcast. Yay! Um, I mean, no. I mean, so, no more hairs with the hairdos or no hairdo crabs. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's do plugs. All right, um, I'm gonna plug a website. I've. T- Two podcasts. You can. I have three podcasts. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I technically, I technically have four now. Yeah, you don't know which one I'm not talking about. Yeah. Um, no, I have three podcasts. One of which I do with you. I'll I'll plug real quick uh, that it's called Alphabet Flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Limited Theories, <laughs> um, and you and I talk about um, short series comic books that are cool or interesting or very weird. Um, and so people can find that anywhere they get podcasts. Um, and then I will also put my other two podcasts. You can find out more information at ohthehumanity.com. That's ohthehumanity.com. They are funny. They are weird. And I really like them. So by the way, um, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, uh, groups I'm in that posts like out of context, uh, panels, one of the admins were reading a lot of trouble, and um, I think we're gonna fucking hate it. Um, so. <laughs> I, oh, I have no doubts about that. So, oh my we're God. gonna hate. By the time we do the third episode, we are going to hate ourselves and feel dirty. Let's we're just, gonna hate it. Let's just say, like, like that's why we have to do it. Like, Aunt May fucks as a, as a comic is like a great idea, a funny idea, but like, listen, this isn't just Aunt May fucks. This is Mark Miller writing Aunt May Fox. <laughs> oh this is going to be gonna horrendous. We're going to hate each other <laughs> I think by the time we get done with it. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. And Jesse, what do you have to plug? Oh, yeah. I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight where we talk about Marvel characters three times a week. Thrice weekly. Yes. Thrice weekly. Um, by, uh, I am firmly in the Book of the Dead. Uh, at this moment, so which where uh, most of the uh, 
most of the stuff I've read is actually a little bit better quality because it actually has beginning, middle, and end. Nice. So That's part- right. You don't you get an ending. Yes. That's a good thing. Um, I also have a podcast called You Already Did Limit Theories. I, I guess I'm going to plug this one. No, <laughs> I'm not plugging it yet. It's not out yet. Okay. But I have another podcast that I'm like halfway doing with the person because I halfway promised to do something and now I'm doing it. That's commitment, Jesse. Yeah. I can hear the excitement in your voice. No, I no, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy doing it, but it's technically <laughs> not out yet. <laughs> so, All right. Well, we look forward to hearing it. Yes. Uh, Except me, because I don't listen to any uh, Yeah, because you're not a good friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of people who are not good friends, this Hydra, this this Hydra-headed uh, ga- uh, grumpet, grampet, I think they suck. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's its own best friend. So, it at least has one friend. Bye!